Jordan, I'm. I forgot how the intro goes. Anytime I add in a variable, mm-hmm. I'm Jordan. You're like a I'm, microchip. I'm a chunk. Any any slight variation in environmental conditions, and you're shot. Yeah. No longer functional. Yeah. I'm Jordan. I'm chunk. I'm chunk. I'm chunk, and I'm Jordan. I'm Doge, and look into the center of this glass onion. Miles Braun is a hunk, and I'm Carter, and. It's a dangerous thing to mistake speaking without thought for speaking the truth. Don't you think? You, chunk. Did you? Did you? Yeah, yeah. Don't you, yeah. Hu- don't you chunk? I forgot things too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so excited. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so excited. Doge, why Doge, Doge, what do you have for us? We're today? starting We're starting year six of Two Chunks and a Hunk, which, this by the way, great. holy moly. Uh, and it's not, we're not really starting. We started year six back in October, but we kind of feel like 2023, new year, new us, brand new vibe. Um, I think it's time for a new slogan. We've been movie musings for mostly everyone for a long time. We have. Which is good. It, it like definitely hits the core of what our show it is about. anyone but, for a while, then it was everyone. Yeah, that's true. It's a little more inclusive now that it's for everyone, not just anyone. <laughs> um I think though, if we could get something that like captures our fun party vibe, maybe our slogan mm. could. Like I've been kind of think tanking, dude. I can if we, already feel how I'm going to feel when you say this. You're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it. But promise me, you're gonna hear it out. I don't have an option. It's an audio medium. If we're if if we so, so somebody's like, what's your show called? Two chunks and a hunk. And then they say, do you have a slogan? And we say yes. And our slogan yeah, is take that. that, rewind it back, two chunks, got the pod, make your booty go, and then we clap really big. It's pretty good, now, I think. I'm, I'm going to surprise you here because I, yeah. I love it. It's good, right? I love it so much that I would say <laughs> we should look into whether we're in legal hot water for using that. And if it's we're good, not, right? I, I think that's our podcast slogan. I think for if nothing else, that's how we should spike. We didn't not do this whole like count like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, then clap on eight. Oh, I think we should man. all like get real into it, and then that's how Can we, we even if that's how we the way that Usher says the way that it's not Usher that says that. Who says that? And somebody say Usher. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm, turn, easy. Turn. easy. Turchurns. Yeah, Take that turchurns. Turchurns got the pot to make the booty go. And then we clap, and then that's how we spike it. Maybe, or yeah. maybe that's our slogan. Wow, 
I love it. Yeah, that's great. Cool. New, I'm glad lead, we all agreed. You know? I really thought you guys would hate that. That was. I hate it on a conceptual level, but <laughs> but when you say it, it's it just fun. Work, it works. It's too fun well. though, right? It's too good. <laughs> Take that. Now that song's gonna be stuck in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. We'll just rewind it back. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. No, that works really well. Uh, let's cool. look in, Let's look into. Let's get legal on that and see if uh, we can check yeah, let's get uh, if we're in some hot water for using that. Because <laughs> if we're not, if that if that falls under fair use, if that falls under fair use, then dibs yeah no that's ours that's ours for sure uh instead of instead of let's re- here's what i'd like to rewind back mm. uh, uh the movie that we're going to talk about uh for the first episode in our mr e yo, yo. series mr e returns mr e has returned to wrinkle our brains and to tickle our medulla oblongatas to um massage our cerebellums to, I ran no, keep out of going. Brain parts. No, keep going. I, no, I ran out of. More. I don't know any more brain parts. Lobes. All the official ones are so beautiful. The names to, ta- to tantalize our amygdalas. Tick, tickle, <laughs> tay, Mr. E, tickle my lobes. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> I love. Oh, to tantalize. <laughs> I'd love to get my lobes tickled. I. Wow. Want to talk about a movie? If that's okay with everybody. And the Let's movie it, that we're going to talk about today is none other than Glass, Glass Onion. Onion. A, a Knives, knives, knives Out, out Mystery. 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 <laughs> yeah. A Knives Out Story Mystery <laughs> movie. Um, this one, I wouldn't say it's hot off the presses, but it's 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 dang near close. Still a little steam. It's still, it's, it hasn't hit room temperature. It's still pretty warm. It's good enough to eat. Hasn't and it hasn't. long. It hasn't lost its crispiness. Uh, this was watch number two for me. Um, two for Carter, Same. one for mm-hmm. Doge. So it only makes sense that Doge would synopsify us right now. I would love nothing more. This week's IMDb synopsis is written by Grants. Two of it's them? Grant with two S's. Grants. Ooh. Like glass. Five onion. Glasses. Onion. Grant's Onion. Grant's Onion. Five longtime friends are invited to the Greek island home of billionaire Miles Braun. All five know Braun from way back and owe their current wealth, fame, and careers to him. The main event is a murder weekend game with Braun to be the victim. In reality, they all have reasons to kill him. Also invited is Benoit Blanc, the world's greatest detective. Bam. Well, okay. That is the movie. That is the movie. then. Well done. I said it in Mini Monday. I'm going to say it again here officially on the record. Make a thousand of these. Yeah. That's, I mean, what is that? What is the contract currently? Two more, I believe. There's two more Netflix ones in the. They they did a three, a three boy with Netflix. I believe so. Why not? I I thought Netflix bought four. Maybe they bought four. Yeah. I think they're going to go to Knives Out Five. Here's like every other year. Before we before we get started in our discussion, I had some ideas last night for some sequels that could shake things up, Ryan Johnson style, who is quickly, quickly, quickly becoming a favorite. Uh, yeah, in my house. He's great. But uh psyched for his new show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poker face. Cool. And it's um, not just a produced by my guy. Oh, no, yeah, wrote no, this it. is him. This Directed. Is him. Well, I was looking. I was looking through his uh, filmography on IMDb, and sometimes I forget about Looper, but I should never forget about Looper. Yeah, that movie phenomenal. owns Bones, but 
Um, so I had I had a couple ideas for some fun sequel ideas. Uh, the one I most want to see happen is uh, Benoit Blanc uh, proves his own innocence. I would love a Knives Out oh, story where, where Benoit Blanc the- has been framed for something mm. and has to like essentially do the full Knives Out investigation style thing, but to prove the only mm. suspect, of course, being myself. Exactly. You have a very good Benoit Blanc. I felt it when I did that opening oh, quote. I felt God. that I was there. That's powerful. Um, I also would love to see, because I, I have in my head, Ryan Johnson loves to flip things on their flip head a little bit. Flip it in reverse. And so I think one that could be really fun is um, if like Benoit Blanc has like a niece that's in middle school and she has been running oh. for class president and somebody has like put out an Instagram reel or something saying yes. that she did something horrible and he has to prove her. And it's, it's very low stakes, but yes. the movie treats it as though it's just as high stakes as a murder. Um, and then if you want to, you could have some like adult murder conspiracy thing happening at the same time, but I don't think it needs it. And then lastly, um, Glass Onion is such a bottle episode type movie where everybody's all stuck together. I think put maybe it on a cruise do something- ship. Put it on, on a cruise a ship. Put it on yeah, a cruise put ship. Put it on a boat, baby. Yeah, 100%. See, I think the key to one of these is that these are all cozy mysteries like that. Like the first yeah. one, they're stuck at this cabin. They're stuck at the, the big mansion together. Yep. This one, they're stuck on this island together. I think the fun thing is like do like a, they're snowed in at a cabin or something like that. Ski lodge, like, like a fancy chalet uh-huh. in France. Yep. The great thing about this too is Benoit Blanc will- He's going to age like a fine wine. Oh, Daniel Craig, if oh, yeah. he wants to, could My do goodness. this until he's 80. Exactly. This is new Bond. Daniel Craig, I'm going to say it here, will be remembered for Benoit more than James Bond one day. That's wrong. That's wrong. But no, I don't think it is. I don't it brings up an interesting true. conversation. So I really, don't, I really don't think it's wrong. I think that Benoit Blanc, I think that he has put his stamp on this character harder than he put a personal stamp on Bond. And I think that- But he like totally, like his movies did the total reinvention of Bond though into something like not as like campy goofy. I'm just It was a big you, deal. They're going to recast Bond. They'll never recast Benoit. That's fine. That's true. Just saying. They, they might've said that about Poirot a hundred years ago, but he got yeah. recast. But- Ryan Johnson so. won't do it. Um, so my super pump, I'm just doing it now, is super, first super pump of the year. Wow. wow. For this entire podcast eight. is Benoit Blanc. Can I take yeah. a moment though to talk about Daniel Craig? So I'm yeah, a huge, please. I grew up with like all the Ian Fleming books that my dad handed down to me, you know, and so I think Daniel I've Craig- I've never read a James Bond book. Almost a Bond head over here. So I, I think Daniel I Craig that. has done enough. I think you are. Bond. You can yeah, claim I think that. you are a Bond head. I think hmm, they wouldn't have taken Daniel Craig's Bond so seriously. I don't know. The fact that we basically kill him in the last one is mm. wild. Mm-hmm. Is wild. And they did it with Daniel Craig. And they weren't able to do that with anybody else. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, to counter your argument a little bit, Jordan, that he'd be sure. remembered more for Benoit Blanc. I can see a recency bias with that kind of thing and with the success of this and with how much more uh, you can impersonate that way easier. I think it's mm-hmm. a character that's quirky and stands out and we haven't seen any iteration of, of Benoit Blanc. We've seen the sleuth, right? But sure. I do think that it's like a, it could be like a 50-50. If anything, it'll be right down the middle. And that's what makes Daniel Craig so special sure. to me. Agreed. There's never been 
another iconic, we'll just talk about the Bond series right now, but there's never been another iconic character that became another iconic recurring character. Right. From Bond. And that is, that that can't possibly be easy. No. Also, these two sure. are so far apart. You can kind of look at a lot of roles and be like, I bet Daniel Craig would be perfect for that, right? You can't really do that for a lot of people in these roles in the past. Either our detective yeah. or our, maybe like Tony Shalhoub, who was a monk, <laughs> can kind of almost do anything, but he always needs to have a touch of anxiety. So yes. he kind of keeps that. I want that. Tony Daniel Shalhoub Craig, in a Knives Out movie. Sure, yeah, I bet why it not? Happens. Well, we'll have I a Knives Out Tony. movie with all the people that have played sleuths before. Oh! Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Go to a sleuth convention. Like a sleuth, sleuth convention. Yeah. But Benoit Blanc, the fact that he already had me, I, there was already a grip on me with the first one. And Daniel Craig, I, I just am always viewing movies and their real world scenarios in terms of the business. The fact that he wasn't even completely done with Bond and did I Benoit Blanc. I know. Yeah. Ooh. You know, it was like a bigger standout than the fact that Captain America was also in Knives Out. Right. Right. Because it was still kind of felt like, still kind of felt like Chris. But Benoit Blanc is, I can't remember the last time there was a character that you could just write perpetually. Yeah. He, he will be fine anywhere. And I never had doubts, but here was a confirmation with a completely different cast and arguably completely different vibe from our first murder 100%, mystery. Yeah. Yep. And he still got to carry it. Yep. Clearly. It's it's unbelievable. Daniel Craig is very quickly one of my favorite actors in the world. I mm-hmm. cannot believe his range. I cannot believe his chutzpah to just go do it. Yep. Hey, Daniel Craig can do comedy really well. He's, also. He's hysterical. hilarious. Which it's so funny because a lot of these things played well for Bond. Like legitimate charm. Sure. Yeah. Like to be able to go through a scenario and just be like still kind of suave. So I guess if Tony Shalhoub is holding on to a little bit of anxiety, you know, I guess Daniel Craig holds on to suave. Like he's going to have yeah. a moment where you're yeah, just like, wow, sure. what a charming guy. But even in the blood. weirdest, the weirdest, like so most good. non-traditional clothing ever in this movie, mm-hmm. still so like he's charming behind and everybody legitimately else. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Uh, I just Benoit Blanc it, is my super pump as well for okay. a lot of those same reasons. And I think it just, it still is true that Daniel Craig as Southern detective Benoit Blanc is like such an excellent idea, such an inspired piece of casting. And like, it's like you said, Carter, it just works so well all the time. Yep. We never ben, blatantly, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say Benoit Blanc is the thing that, makes me say, make a thousand of these. Because as long as Benoit Blanc is there, who cares? The movie will work. Yeah, And and I think that that's the most interesting thing because Knives Out was amazing. And it made me really excited for movies. When they announced the sequel, I was nervous, but excited for the most part because I thought it would be great. This movie, what this movie has done is reinforced to me, oh, this will always work. This will work mm-hmm. every time. This will just always work. Yeah, I'd so say it's two pieces. I think you need to have Johnson too. I think you need to have Ryan Johnson. Oh, also. yeah, without a doubt. If Ryan Johnson's yeah, yeah, yeah. out, extension of 
Yeah, Daniel Craig is the muse of. I'm assuming yeah. that Ryan Johnson is the only person that will ever make these when I say that you have to have Benoit Blanc. Yeah. I don't think that it works if you cast another detective as the main detective. No. And these guys are tied together. I the only other time I feel like this contractually is like sports. Right now, sure. Like uh, for all my sports fans out there, it's like my favorite team has a quarterback wide receiver duo that's going to be together, I know, contractually for four years, four yeah. more years. Right. And you get to kind of just sit back and be like, man, just something to look forward to every every day. And it's yeah. so fun that they have. And we can did we confirm it was four with Netflix? So there'll be five knives out movies. I'm, I'm mixing four. I'm mixing up whether or not that's Knives Out or Avatar. There was something that uh, right around the Either same way, time it was announced there's gonna be a bunch it's of It's gonna at least be three with Netflix, yeah. meaning four yeah. Ryan Johnson, Daniel Craig helmed movies. Thank you, God. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then if they want to go ahead and green light nine more after that, that's okay with me too. Yeah. Crank them out. Let this be what Ryan Johnson does <laughs> from now on. I'm fine. I mean, that's certainly his wheelhouse right now. With poker face, yeah. we were talking about that before the podcast started. But he's got Poker Face uh, coming out, and it might already be out. I don't yeah, a TV think so. show that's just like a, a different mystery every single week, and so it, it will. That. So Ryan Johnson's kind of getting to do all of his childhood detective dreams right now. He's going. I'm in so and glad. Doing it his- feels like he's found his wheelhouse, though, because I feel yeah. like with like the the TV stuff that he did, he was excellent at subverting. Those kind because of, his whole deal is like flipping something on its head, subverting yeah. expectations, mm-hmm. right? And we've talked to me, we have a whole episode about his Star Wars movie and how excellent job subverting expectations, but that's not really what people want in the middle of a, like second to last entry in a franchise that's spanning almost 50 years. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But like this type of thing and things like Looper and then Knives Out and then I'm sure the, his version of Murder, She Wrote, Poker Face, She Wrote, uh, (laughs) is like exactly his wheelhouse. I'm so happy because he's he's the only person doing stuff like that right now, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I think I had a bad taste in my mouth on Ryan Johnson after The Last Jedi, but I think the blame lies squarely with Disney, not with Ryan Johnson, because he got the chance to come in and stamp his name on Star Wars forever, of course he's going to take it and do it with his Remembered in the same breath as Star Wars for all of eternity. It means immortality. Right. I think, well, and that also helps his resume for me as someone who will not change. So it's like- Absolutely. While it's screwed up Star Wars, Ryan Johnson- Disney screwed up Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Johnson got to say, I'm never not going to be Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Here's what you're going to, you're going to get this. It's going to basically be just a one act play. We're going to stay- never going to know what's coming. This tiny section of the universe- yeah, it's going to be a slow-mo chase for three hours. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, at least we know now that whatever he's dishing out, he's never going to change that recipe. And I'd, I'd love yep. to see him make a return to sci-fi because Looper is so cool. And even The Last Jedi on its own merits is an incredibly it's made an awesome movie. movie. had yeah. amazing and moments. So I would love to see him return to sci-fi, but if he never touches anything but mysteries, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> if he's just he is new good. Agatha Christie. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Why not? Sure. No now, one else is even trying. It works because it either was super tropey and they didn't know how to handle it, or it's just too many moving parts. So his yeah. mind is perfect for it. We're watching Kaleidoscope right now. We're almost done. We got three episodes left. Uh, it's okay. I was about okay. to say, what do you think about it? It's just okay. The, the gimmick is, of watching it in any order, does that seem to hold true? No. Um, Netflix doesn't even present it like that to everybody. Uh, I looked online. It's like almost everybody got the same three episodes in the same order for the end. So it's really yeah. more like three little chunks that might be in random orders. 
Um, but I will say I am underwhelmed by a lot of the acting and uh, it's a beautiful show. Great, great soundtrack and fun, but it's just okay. So I'm hoping the mm. heist itself holds up, but I'm in heist mode in my brain and a Ryan Johnson heist movie would yeah. tickle every fancy I've got going. I'll tell you that. How about how about Benoit Blanc gets hired to come to this thing and he unwittingly, unwillingly, accidentally participates in a heist and is trying to solve the heist, foil the heist as the heist is happening around him. So that's good. Or wow. Benoit Blanc is that. hired to counter heist a heist. Cool. Home alone, the people that are trying to do this heist. How how Ooh. wonderful is Ryan Johnson? I can't think of too many scenarios where we get to talk about a creative in Hollywood and throw out scenarios and they all feel likely. Like it's one thing for us to have a bit and just be like, oh, how 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 ridiculous would this be? Yeah, but it could happen. But yep. this person we're talking about is actually capable and probably would think, that's a fun idea. Yeah. But here's something better. There's been a murder. On the so I, International Space Station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? Fast and furious. Why stuff, not, man. dude? So I guess what we should do is probably talk about the movie Glass Onion. Yeah, probably. Because um, we're kind of just talking conceptually here, which is fine because I, I, it all it all goes together. But yeah, I mean, this when you movie, come across a character like this, yeah, and and he he carries it. So I'm not, I'm not upset about the direction we've taken, but I do want to spend at least a little bit of time talking about the movie itself, which is. Congratulations. If you liked Knives Out, you're going to love this. It's, if you it's didn't like it Knives again. Out, yep. you're going to love this. My my friend, the one person I know who did not care for Knives Out, loved this movie. Get over um, yourself. They're trying to just have they're their- They're trying. But uh, this movie is tonally very different from Knives Out in a way that really works for it. This movie is- Far less say, cozy. It's less cozy, but I would also say this movie is a comedy. Yeah. Knives Out is funny. This movie is a comedy. Mm. It is legitimately laugh out loud funny in many, many places. Um, I don't think there is a single weak cast member in this entire movie. I agree. Movie. I agree. Everybody is bringing it. Janelle Monet, Edward Norton. I mean- Catherine who, Hahn, Dave Bautista. Catherine Hahn. Like, who, Kate Hudson. Who's not bringing it in this right. movie? And so- Daryl. Daryl. You know, do you know who Daryl is? Do you know who that guy is? No. <clears throat> that is the second detective with Lakeith Stanfield in. Um, no way. That he's going to yes. be in every movie too. He's just yes, in so every funny. one of them. I love that. And Leslie the Hill dong, Jr. the hourly dong voice is, is just Gordon Levitt. Jogo Lev. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Jogo Lev is in every Ryan Johnson movie. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, his There was a Spanish dub of one of his shows or movies or something that Maria was watching in the first Knives Out. He voices an alien uh, who is called Elo Asti, which is a reference to the Beastie Boys song in Star Wars The Last Jedi. And then, of course, Looper. Looper, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's so much to talk about here, and we could spend an entire episode, we could kill a whole episode on just the cast alone because it is such a— this is the definition of an ensemble cast that is bringing it. Well, he did it again. Like, I, I feel like yeah, we would have— right. Like, yeah, six months ago, we would have said the hardest challenge of Knives Out 2 is replicating the stacked cool cast point. all gelling point. together, playing off of each other, and it happened again here. Yeah, yeah. Like, that it's is such a like- high expectation for this franchise to be like, the thing it has going for it is a mystery. It has Benoit Blanc, and it has the most surprising yet perfect— Stacked cast that you've Those ever seen are in a movie. Three, you just named three of the four ingredients that I told Callie 
make a Knives Out movie and everything else is open-handed. What was the other one, mm-hmm. Ryan? Well, I'll get to that in two seconds, but okay. I do just want to say, so I'm about to super dump and super pump right here, right now. And my super dump, I'll admit it's flimsy. I love this movie. I don't really see a lot wrong with it. And I just watched it two weeks ago and this second watch felt like a breeze. It was beautiful. So my super dump is... um. I just feel like the ensemble cast, the characters themselves are a little more one note than the OG Knives Out, um, which it's faster paced and there's more going on. So it makes sense to me. Like Clue. Mm -hmm. But uh, just a little more one note, not quite as much to dig into, I feel like. And I think part of that's because they were all related to each other in the first one. So there was a lot more going on like under the surface. Um, But then also because this one focuses a lot more on being funny, there's just not as much deep dives into the characters. You know, he's not he's not sitting down and interviewing or anything like that because he's not technically yeah. been hired by the actual murder case. Right. Um, but my super pump is the fourth ingredient to a Knives Out movie, which is the parlor room scene, the reveal. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think every Knives Out movie has to have this. We can flip it on its head. We can subvert it, but any any detective movie really has any detective moments. movie. But especially about the, lock the you, doors, everybody sit down and shut up and listen. Yep. The, the scene in a Knives Out movie Benoit, when he says the name of the movie. Yes. Yeah. When you have Benoit, you must have the gather everybody and spell it all out for them scene. And particularly in this movie, we have two simultaneously. We have the murder reveal. And my favorite reveal, which is the Miles Braun is an idiot reveal. Oh my gosh. It is, they're done simultaneously. They're both perfect. And I remember being like, that's not a word. That's not a word. Why does he keep saying these things? And when that comes back, it's just brilliant. And the reactions from everybody in the room when he spells out, your friend is a moron. And everybody's like, oh my God, he's stupid. (laughs) Oh. It's it is so just funny. perfect. No, it's just dumb. Yes, it's just <laughs> it's so dumb. stupid. It's brilliant. No, he's so angry. You stole my scene. idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, so it's good. just so it's so good, Ugh. and it makes for a phenomenal second watch. It does. Yeah, it does. I was sure. I was looking for the receipts, man, and it exact it holds literally up. Literally shows you what happens. Hundred percent. When we see the drink switch, it, I watched it happen. I was thinking I of the, the, Anderson, the Anderson Cooper birthday party cover-up. I was like, do they really show that? Yep. I mean, he's clearly about to say Andy. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. he cuts him off. That is The so only cool. thing I noticed is in the before, before the reveal, the camera will pan away from reactions to things to save mm-hmm. the reaction. So the scene itself stays the same. But when we see the reveal, we actually get either wider shots or different angles of some of those scenes so that we see people being like, that didn't sound right, or that's not what I was yeah. going to say, or what happened? Like, we get more. And and that's yeah. just such a cool way of doing the reveal. Well, and that tying into the idea of a glass onion where it looks mm. layered and complex, but the center is in plain sight the whole time. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I don't want to yeah. go all Kino on it, but it's a really, really great script for this movie. And how yeah. how about on top of that, the fact that Ryan Johnson, Glass Onion, I've, is that a phrase? Is that a phrase? I've never heard that before. It's a Beatles song. It's a Beatles song. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. They I was just going to say, he, he came up with this idea. Oh yeah, duh. I knew that. Um, but he came up with this idea for, we take the Glass Onion idea and we make it this real place with the bar and the, and the whole thing. And it's just whole cloth. 
this world has been created where the glass you know onion that is property a thing. is for sale. Is it really? Uh huh. How much dollars? Four hundred and fifty million or something like that. Oh, let's do it. Let's get it. Let's what make. What do we have in the two chunks account? Uh, about that. Great. Yeah. I have uh, one more thing to say about Ryan Johnson ensemble casts. Please. It feels like he has a kind of a magic like one for one. I think he got exactly everybody he wanted. I think for so this. Too, dude. Yeah. And what's so wonderful about it is. It's like, in my mind, I'm like, if he wanted to, though, it could be like the next one is Clooney and Damon and DiCaprio. He'll get him. That's yeah. not, but that's not the point. Right. No. Right. But he in could his mind, he's like, no, 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 no. This needs to be Leslie Odom Jr. Yes. This right? is perfect for Kate. I've always wanted to work with her. And the fact that like one of our main leads was Jamie Lee Curtis. Like he's right. also yeah. kind of future telling a little bit because then here she comes back with her career really big with these Halloween movies and everything everywhere all at once. Yep. And oh, by the way, he happens to catch Catherine Hahn probably mm. around the time that she was filming Agatha Harkness as like, okay. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's got he his finger on the pulse, baby. His character actors too. And he didn't have to go and get Bautista, but I think he's trying to do this like, I think he's trying to check all these, but he's going to get the entire MCU someday. It's going to keep so, growing. Eventually. But he's going to get them all. So. He's got hey, Captain put America Elizabeth and- Olsen in a Knives Out movie. Fine. Sure. Yeah. If I have to watch it, I will. Sure. I mean, he got Jeremy Renner in this one. He That's did. true. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. I, Brian, like Ryan Johnson, yeah. so Daniel Craig, Dave Bautista, everybody in this movie, everybody involved in this movie, I would hang out with. Like spend time with not because they're celebrities because I think they would be fun, yeah. yeah. And that and that's all I have to say about that. Hey, I'd like to be able to afford to buy this mansion. So let's let's hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Jared Leto's hard kombucha is the oh. four funniest words in the English language. Continuous. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Let's go to shout out. It's a shout and it's announcement. So it's a shout announcement. I thought we were going to leave like the good singing in 2022 and do only bad singing now. But that was really good. I'll take another take at it. I'll do a a bad job. Do a bad one, yeah. It's a shout. I like this one more. Hey, guess what? To to my untrained ear, sounds exactly the same. Well, that's that's because you don't know what you're listening for. My vocal technique mm. completely changed. My soft palate lifted. My next Nodules. week for part of Were you Mr. doing something e, different with your epiglottis? Uh, and my and my sort of standard issue glottis as well. They don't all have to be epic. I'm epic. not. I don't. Uh, I don't subscribe to that hey. school of thought. Epic glottis, bro. Epic glottis, my guy. You've been taking my epic pills glottis, made of rhino bro. horn. <laughs> <laughs> There's no rhino. rhino horn epiglottis. There's no rhino in those pills. Next week, as we continue, Mr. E, we will be speaking on. I don't like to use reviewing anymore because we don't really review, do we? We just sort speaking of speaking on makes it sound so like it's official. A TED talk, huh? We're talking about. We'll be shooting the breeze. Mm, okay, we're changing shooting so the much wind about this podcast today regarding uh, Wind River. Hmm. And if you haven't seen it, buckle up. It's intense. It's very intense. It's very, very good. intense for sure. It's very good. With Jeremy very Renner. Good. Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen, mm-hmm. Taylor Sheridan, written and directed. Very exciting. Uh, Patreon 
friends. There's a lot of a lot of reasons to have Patreon RN. We've looked at the entire 2023 schedule. We've created it like the demigods uh, that we hope to be. <laughs> out of nothing, we've brought a out schedule of into nothing. being. And you're gonna be one of you're gonna be wanna be on Patreon. Gonna be wanna be the gonna three dollar be tier. wanna be on Patreon. Was that oh that was yeah. DeGraw? Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's the kind of singing yeah. we're supposed to do in shout announcements. I don't know that's why you're a, yeah, in here with all this good stuff. Sorry, the $3 tier gives you access to exclusive episodes and it gives you extra votes. We've got a vote coming up if you listen to our episode yesterday on Mini Monday and are also keeping a lookout on Instagram. There's going to be a link to a vote for the hunkies. We have mm. seven categories that we're going to be continually doing annually. Uh, in which you are going to have the voting rights. Uh, just make sure that you've got your registration and everything before you do that. But vote <laughs> on that. You'll get two votes for your top five uh, in each of those categories. Also, the $5 tier of Patreon. You can come join our ever-growing Discord community uh, in which Box Office Ball Season 4 Ooh. will begin at the beginning of wow. February. Wow. Coming so soon. Uh, wow. We are going to close the uh, box office ball roster signups on January 20th. So this coming Friday, you still have three, four days to jump on into that $5 tier to get your spot uh, for box office ball. Very excited for that. Finally have something in place, I think, rules-wise, that's really going to stick. So looking forward to it. That means Carter thinks he's going to win again. I didn't even play last year. I know, because the rules But I am playing you. this year, and yes, I uh, will See? 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 And I will be the definition of middle of the pack. I probably will get last again. fourth season in a row. Shout out uh, Joseph Glass for your championship box office ball season three. Well played, Joey G. Well played, well played very Joey G. well played, my friend. I don't have anything to add. I think you guys have done a oh, good job. I usually yet, come in. I'm, and yet you have. Well, and I'm kind of the fi the fixer of Shetland. If I, if I hear anything that you're like, oh, you guys did a bad job, I'll just take it again. I was under but the impression good. that Shoutdowns was, was already over and we were going to head back to the episode, but then you did your part. Now it's over. We're back in the episode. Back. The standard issue episode, might I add. And I'm um, going to talk a little more Glass Onion, maybe actually talk Glass Onion for the second half, which I think will be sort of a refreshing change of pace. Hey, everything that is set up pays off in this entire yeah. movie. Mm. There Very is, important for a mystery movie. Mm -hmm. Any movie not really, a but... wasted setup. Even if it's for a joke, it pays off. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Even the hot sauce. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Renner's small batch hot sauce. That is honestly so funny. That is why I want to hang out with the Ryan Johnson. And the fact that the kombucha gave uh, Janelle Monet's, Monet's character what? What is the name of that character? Well, there's two of them. There's two of them, right? Which 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 version of? Sex? There's Andy we'll and say, Helen. We'll say Helen that gave yeah. Helen the the strength and to be able to speak her mind in certain scenarios. Because she was getting a little bit tipsy. Mm, hard she kombucha was. is so funny. That's just such a funny concept of hard kombucha. Because kombucha is already lightly fermented. That's why it's bubbly and fizzy. Mm. Hard kombucha is so funny to me. And Jared Leto's the perfect celebrity for that. Like That's just, to me, a perfect joke. Yeah. I almost super yeah, pumped the set. Just the environment. Yeah, it's really fun. 
um, the tapestry that shows the narcissism of uh, Miles Braun in that yeah. it's Kanye, right? That was Kanye West. Did you see that? The it's painting, like massive. The big painting behind him is two promotional stills from Fight Club combined. It's his head on Brad Pitt's body from Fight Club. That's, That's funny, different. dude. I did not that realize that. That is so that. funny. That is so funny. So Callie said that she saw that the, there's a super famous painting, not the Mona yeah, Lisa. Yeah, I was just about to talk a different about that. One, in, in his like gallery, and it is upside down, which is just <laughs> the painting, one more hint that he's an idiot. The painting's full name is number 207, red over dark blue on dark gray. So like the painting's name gives Even you instructions you. on how to hang it. <laughs> And he hung it upside down. <laughs> That's very good. That is very, very good. I yeah. want an arena-like living room. I want it to go in. I want it yeah. to like have stairs down. Man, how fun would that be? That'd be very fun. I want that. Fun. So this fun. house is crazy, man. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think something else. If we wanted to come up with another, like maybe not an ingredient, maybe it's a seasoning that makes knives out so special. Um, I think a labyrinthine living space. Un, unknowable floor plans. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think that that adds a lot mm -hmm. of value to these movies because it gives you sort of the- One that's full of secrets. Yeah, it gives you sort of the like in the kitchen with the crowbar kind of a vibe of like it could be anywhere, people could be hiding, stuff You know, it has an on. unknowable floor plan. Hmm. The International Space Station. <laughs> I'm sure somebody knows it. I would assume someone yeah. knows. Someone's got to know because they got to be able to fix the generators. Seems like that thing's always got something wrong with it, huh? Sure Everybody's does. Everybody's always doing repairs on the ISS. Real ISS of Theseus at this point, but <laughs> uh, almost super pump for me is Ethan Hawke didn't come back. Yeah. <laughs> or a super dump. Almost a super dump for me. Oh, okay. We had Ethan Hawke for a moment. He gave us <laughs> this like... COVID concoction. I love that the implication is that Miles and cured COVID left. and only yeah. used it to have a party with his friends. I thought there was going to be a twist when we found out Miles is an idiot that they all got COVID. Um, oh, that, that would, would be great. great. But again, he just hires geniuses. He shot like a puff so, of bleach I, onto their throat or something. Yeah, the overarching theme that like- Blue light. Like Ryan Johnson even tricked the audience to an extent that like wealth and power meant smart. Yeah. which is not the case. Yeah, you know? and no, that's so, a good point. Really good. My super dump actually- Talk to me. Is I couldn't tell if it was just comical how not different the whole crew looked when we looked back at the glass onion at the bar. Like it clearly was supposed to be the past. We changed their hair a little bit. I don't want any deep fake. We don't have to really try and make them look much younger. But those scenes felt necessary, but that felt like a lazier part of- the like set like design, putting everything yeah, together. Yeah. I, a I bit. can hear that. And within that, there wasn't too much explanation as to like, how did he have that kind of influence that early if he was an idiot? Was he just right. a confident idiot? Maybe that's what it was. Narcissistic idiot. And people just believed him and he was able to back all these things and help their careers. I wasn't totally sure about that. I think but, giving Bautista hair in that flashback was the wrong choice. I don't believe yeah. that man's and, ever But that's had the hair. thing with Ryan Johnson. It was like, did he think that was funny? Because he yeah, knew maybe. we would know it was the wrong choice. Yeah, maybe that's maybe. funny. Maybe it's a horrible it. wig. It is a horrible wig. It's very bad. It is a horrible wig. <laughs> it's, it's so funny though. <laughs> but it is horrible. 
No, I think <clears throat> I think another strength of this movie is that even after the conceit that Miles is an idiot, his grand plan is one that only an idiot would think of, which is just go ahead and light the napkin on fire real quick. Yeah. Just pff, gone. Gone. Now it's gone. It's gone. And then comes the secondary heart and soul of this movie, which is Janelle Monet carrying the weight of two main characters. Yeah. One masquerading as the other. She really only plays um what's the what's Helen? the actual oh, name? Andy. Andy. Helen. She really only plays Andy in the flashback sequences. Right. That's she the plays only time Helen, she's ever been. Helen as Andy. Yeah. That's impressive, dude. It's really impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. And I think it in a lesser movie a middle of the movie jump back in time to go back through everything we've already seen from a slightly different angle could be a slog, an absolute mm-hmm. snooze fest. But here, I think it really works. I was actually pretty worried up until that flashback because I was like, I don't feel like any of this is hanging together or really leading anywhere because I, I was looking at the wrong thing. Yes, and I felt the same way about, I had thoughts of like, why does Benoit Blanc seem like he's kind of an airhead in this one? Like yeah. he's ruining Miles Braun's birth, like a uh, murder thing and doesn't seem to realize that that was rude. He's being so like flippant about different things. I don't understand. And then to realize that he knew what was going on the whole time and ruined things on purpose and all that stuff. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. think that's brilliant. Really good. Really yeah, I wanted good. to go ahead and quickly clean that up mm-hmm. so that they can get to the real, mm-hmm. the real issue at hand. I think I, my super dump though, is I do think that the final turn of the rest of the disruptors, I guess, uh, against Miles felt a little steps. felt a little forced. Uh, like not too little, steps. too late almost? Not on the steps, not in a too little, too late way, but in the just like, yeah, we're also going to join in with Janelle Monet and smash all his crystals. It just, mm-hmm. that felt... Sort of forced to me. I don't know why that didn't 100% work for me. It didn't really take away from my enjoyment of the movie, but I think that was probably the weakest moment in the movie for me. Yeah. I think I I might agree with that to an extent. The the disruptors as a whole kind of feel confirmed that they're always just going to jump on to what's ever best for them. Mm. Granted, they're on the good side now, but it feels like they so easily could just jump right back. And and yeah. I think that's okay because it's really not meant to be so much about them as it is about Helen. Right. But- no, I think you're right, Carter. I don't think we're supposed to think that any of them are redeemed now. I think they just yeah. saw the power shift to a new person and glommed on yeah. like they did before with Miles. Yeah. I yeah. think they and saw that Miles' it- boat was sinking and that Helen was now the most powerful person on the island, so they jump on board with her. Yeah. And there's probably an understanding too is like they're— they're still grasping for straws like in business because I think it can be assumed that when worldwide news reaches out about all those involved in this, they're not going to be able to hide it and right. some of these careers might end. Right. Maybe maybe they're just all going down with the ship. Man, you know? So why not just- I'll tell you, speaking of careers that might end, Birdie J thinking that sweatshops are where people make sweatpants is one that of is the, the funniest, funniest thing jokes the of the That's year. That's so funny. Kate Hudson was great. She's so good. Her she screams was really good for Birdie J. Yeah, in the yes. final scenes are so funny. Yes. <laughs> yes. Every it's like she every, like what is real? Yep. Or yeah. what is reality? <laughs> so funny. It's like every piece of casting, every role that is cast in this movie, I'm surprised by the person who's playing it, but then it's the perfect person to play that role. I felt the same yeah. way about the first knives out. Totally. Uh 
But I feel like that's that's the secret of a Benoit Blanc mystery cast. Yeah. Is the people that you'd never expect to play. Like I wouldn't have expected Kate Hudson to necessarily play that role of like the washed up former model who's an airhead in charge of the sweatpants industry. Mm-hmm. But it's perfect. She's so good in that. Well, it's like Leslie Odom Jr. randomly playing like a suave chemist. Yeah. <laughs> Whose idea what is was that, that about? It's perfect. I love it. Whose idea was that? I love it. Or Janelle Monet playing the real Southern twin sister of a tech mogul. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I hear what you're saying. And I know it's that Daniel all we're Craig, doing is Daniel Craig playing like a exactly. Cajun, like Bayou detective. Exactly. Like a French yeah. Cajun detective. A yeah. a highly like colorful and um what's the word I'm looking for? Not not ma- magical, but like he's a showman. Mesmerizing. Yeah. Oh. Like yeah. he's a showman. He's an over the top Cajun Bayou detective. I don't know. Ah, yeah. it's, it, it, all of these are like somebody being like, they show up to your work and they're like, I brought you lunch. It's cheeseburger sushi. And you're like, I'm sorry. Really? And then you eat it and you're like, can I have this Actually, tomorrow? This is great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like it just works. And yeah. the person who <laughs> saw it, smelled it and said, that'll work is a genius. Any yeah. way you slice it. Brian Johnson so got to have a food analogy here at the beginning. Yeah, we have to have it. I mean, the, the title of the movie is a food analogy. Right? I'd eat cheeseburger sushi, by the way. Sub out rice for hash browns. Make it like French fries. Yeah. Also, is anyone else on the lookout for all his movies connecting in some way? All his it's movies. It's going to happen. Something. Either in the title. We've got a knife and an onion. I'm just like, okay, so what are we making? Oh, you something? mean all the like, knives I'm, out I'm like, movies connecting in some way? Yes. Sorry. Yes. So I think Daniel Craig plays the same character in all of them. So yeah, far, so, so far that holds first up. Of all. So far, we'll okay. see. I'm on the lookout for that if that continues. You know, something else I love is that, so when he pulls up in Greece, they all mention different mysteries that he's famous for and they're not any ones that we know. And I just, I, I love- we'll see any of them. So yeah. I was thinking they could do a it's flashback. It's going to be novels. Out. I bet those are all going to be like tie-in novels or something like that. You think they'll, or, like real life or tie-in just, novels? Yeah. Or they're just references to- actual mysteries that Ryan Johnson loves that he's not actually going to yeah. do himself but he wants to give it a little touch of homage or yeah. something could be he's a big mystery like, yeah, boy I'd love to see a past his uh, first one yeah young first murder song. young Benoit Blanc yeah but it, yeah. it would have to be recent enough that Daniel Craig could still reasonably play him what is the he's kid from a, Young yeah. Sheldon doing right now though oh my gosh oh, don't stop. stop can we do that um Ryan Johnson did get to work with a couple of his heroes for this. He got to work with uh, Angela Lansbury and Stephen Sondheim. This is the last appearance by either one of them before they passed away last That's year. Crazy! Wow. This movie, the conceit for this movie, is based on the big murder mystery parties that Stephen Sondheim would throw. Uh, like oh, really? Birthday parties, big murder mystery birthday parties. That's fun, uh, dude. And Angela Lansbury, obviously, murder she wrote yeah, is a sure. huge inspiration for stuff like this. Did you see uh, Angela Lansbury's Zoom username is? M she solved, which is very funny. <laughs> That's very good. M she then solved. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Natasha Leone, Natasha Leone, and the real Serena Williams also on a Zoom call. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Doing live personal training. That's a great bit. <laughs> that is a great bit. Everything in this is a great bit, though. That's yeah. I think that you don't often, not to wax poetic about Ryan Johnson again, but here we go. I think that you don't often find someone who is both 
a sort of like groundbreaking director and visionary who is also legitimately funny. Yeah. And great at landing bits. It's not, it's not never, you know, I think that you could make an argument that in a different universe, Judd Apatow could have tackled something a little more complicated than what he typically does. And it probably would have been funny and good. Um, but there is just something so unique and so special about what Ryan Johnson is doing with this universe. And I, I hope that it goes forever. And I hope that nobody even attempts to yoink this flavor because it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I've never really seen another looper. So maybe we just don't touch Ryan Johnson very much. Yeah. J.J. Yeah. Abrams certainly didn't. For Star Dang. Wars 9. Dang. <laughs> had nothing to do with Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Dang. Um, I know we're talking about a lot of favorite parts, but the ultimate uh, loose end tied for me is uh, Helen being able to say, to Braun, like you'll always be remembered in the same breath as the Mona Lisa. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. And just how fun and brilliant that was to, and then to have, you know, Nat King Cole in the background. Yeah. And that slow mo scene of just, oh, it was just glorious. Very good. Very, very good. Once again, there's a payoff. He's got the kill switch. We introduced that early, early in the movie, and then it comes back. Yeah. It just, everything yep. hangs together. Like the Google alerts, like everything, every reveal yeah. is so satisfying and makes you go, oh, yeah. of course. And Which I feel like is never written in mystery. I feel like that's gotta be hard Helen. to land. Yeah, there's just, Almost yeah. every, almost every reveal is a double reveal where the first reveal yeah. you think is one thing and then in the second half you realize, oh, they that wasn't a Google alert, alert about this. That was about Andy's death or, mm -hmm. you know, all, I don't know. It's great. Hot Jeremy Renner's hot sauce pays off. Yeah. Jared yeah. Leto's hard kombucha pays off. Dave Bautista yeah. at one point is in the pool and he says, booch me, bro. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. Booch me, bro. Amazing. Ryan Johnson even used like years prior media junket kind of stuff in terms of like, he, remember how it got revealed that he he kind of not let slip, but he said that like Apple only gives... Apple products to heroes. Yeah, a villain not is not allowed to use an Apple phone. Yeah. But then like just about everybody in this movie doesn't have- They use an Alpha an phone. Apple product. Yeah. But Benoit wants an iPad for solving the murder. <laughs> That's really like, good. That is funny, dude. <laughs> it, was just, it was just so funny and thoughtful. Yeah. It, really it reminds me of, I used to have like a poster size- uh, There'll be a payoff for that in a little bit. I used to have a poster size Where's Waldo <laughs> book. Yeah. That you could like open up and it was like centerfold. It was like two long things. There were all these different scenarios, all these different settings. But the point only the first time was just to find Waldo. But I looked at that book so often because of the thoughtful like detail to all the other things yeah. going on in yeah. that world that's supposed to try and distract you from where he is. Sometimes I would forget where Waldo was, and that would always be fun to go back in. Mm -hmm. It just kind of feels like that, like an oversized- That's a great analogy. Where's yeah. Waldo book? That is a great analogy. It's just so fun. It really is. And I think that is something that I really appreciate about the Knives Out series is it seems like fun rules the day a little bit. Um, whatever the funnest option yeah, is. Yeah, it's very like- Dungeons and Dragons rule of cool. Where yes, it's like, even if sure. that's not technically the way it's supposed to go, 
if it's cooler, if it goes that way, we'll let it go that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's really special. I, I, I think that, I think that there are other people who would have taken this series in a much more serious direction. And I think that's fine. I think there's room for serious mysteries too. And then I think there's well, people that would people have, are They're doing that actually. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh as, as Poirot. Yeah. Like they're trying to go back through that. And boy, they cannot be no. in the same room. I'm not even interested in them. I'm is the thing. I haven't seen a single frame of any of those. But I, I think there's also a world where somebody goes too silly with this and sort of like phase three MCUs <laughs> it up a little bit. It's the Pink Panther with Steve Martin. <laughs> right. Except for that's pretty fun. But I, I just think he struck this perfect balance. I don't know. This is sort of an episode more about Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig than it is about anything else. But oops. So is Glass Onion. Yeah, honestly. Um, so it is, it is time to rate our first movie of 2023. Thankfully, we're starting strong, I think, because uh, it is the Glass Onion that we're- Just like last year when we started with Catwoman. Was that our first movie of the year last year? Sure was. Boy, howdy. Oh, I would gosh. say that was a strong start, though. It was a strong start. I'm not joking. <laughs> so uh, we're going to rate it using uh, science. The scientific cinema scale, to be exact, and uh, it is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is uh, own it, don't lend it, buy that poster. Did you forget? What? Did you forget? Did you forget? You said, oh, right before. No, like you I forgot. forgot. No, but now my rhythm is thrown off. I'll re- next up, who knows what's next? Next is buy it, that's followed by rent it, and then stream it. After that is forget it and last, but certainly least. The worst thing we could ever say about him. God hath forsaken us. No, go I, first. Ooh, ooh, we'll let fight. you go first. Fight. Jordan. <laughs> I thought I'd let you go first. It's a poster. It's a poster. It's so fun. It's the best. I, I don't know. Um, I think that I would watch a thousand of these. I want more movies that tickle the brain, tickle the silly bone, and everything in between. I love it. Mm-hmm. I buy the poster too. I think I like Knives Out more. I do too. Uh, but I still buy the poster for this. And to allude back to a conversation that Jordan and I specifically had earlier in terms of Daniel Craig's two iconic characters. I, I guess Benoit's on the way to icon. I feel like maybe you at least have to have three. I, I don't know. There's no formula for it. But I think regardless, Daniel Craig's career, these James Bond and Benoit Blanc will be discussed. Either of them mentioned first, but like in the same breath. And that is unbelievable to me. Yeah, it's really That impressive. is absolutely unbelievable. And it is just so exciting to look at a character that doesn't need to be a certain age to be relevant. And they can just die out as Benoit Blanc. I, I just hope it keeps happening. Ryan, please give <laughs> please. us 20 more. 20 is fine. Let him play Benoit until he retires from acting. Yeah, let him be Benoit in a wheelchair when he's old. Like, let him just do it forever. He's not called Ben Walk. He can be in a wheelchair. Beautifully, beautifully played. It's a poster for me as well. Yeah, naturally. Uh, I do think Knives Out is better. I think so too. Uh, In the same way that a 10 is better than a 9.7. Right. But I do think Glass Onion (laughs) is exceptionally good. This is more fun. This is more fun. I would sooner yeah. sit down and casually rewatch this than I would not. This is way like brighter and flashier and more up mm-hmm. than the kind of the moodiness of Knives Out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And I think because it is, it's going to be Netflix, right? 
quote unquote straight yeah. to stream, but it actually has like a week that it'll be in theaters for the sake of awards, award shows yep. and things like hey, that. Hey, award shows. You know, it that. wouldn't have qualified without without the Hunkies thing. Well, we'd have to change our rules to the two then. But uh, I would recommend when the next one rolls around, go see it in theaters. I got to see Glass Onion in theaters and it is still worth it. It's not always a big bombastic storyline, but it's it's really fun to still go see and support your- Yeah, I wish I'd been able to see it in theaters. Well, next week, make sure you uh, join us again as we continue trying to solve the mystery. We're going to be talking about uh, Wind River next week. That Taylor Sheridan joint, and it's uh, it's it's it'll be a good time, interesting discussion, yeah. I believe. Uh, to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and what location we would like a knives out mystery to be set in. Not one we've mentioned already. I was about to say, yeah, cool. Get a fresh one. Get a fresh one. To just to clarify, we have said cruise ship, we've said international space station, and where else have we said Middle elementary school? school. Yeah, middle school. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So not one of those three. Yeah. For two chunks and a hunk, my name is Jordan Wonders, and I would like to see a Knives Out mystery set in Washington, D.C. It's called National Treasure 3. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but yeah, I think it would be fun if it was not a murder this time, if it was more like uncovering some corruption or something. I think that'd be really cool. All it takes is a little bit of lemon juice and the map to the treasure is revealed. <laughs> Man, your Benoit Blanc is... It does appear that the secret lies with Benoit. <laughs> Very good. Oh, or like solving a kidnapping of like a pol- politician's kid or something. Or if you want to go real knives out, solving the kidnapping of like a politician's like prized Pomeranian. Yeah. Come through. Yeah. I love that. One of the queen's corgis has been kidnapped. Or I guess the king's corgis now. Maybe one of the Doge. king's swans has been kidnapped. Weird. Doge. Uh, I'm Doge. And I think a knives out mystery set in like a maximum security prison. Ooh. Where Benoit Blanc is uh, is hired by somebody to find out if somebody has given false testimony who's in this prison, uh, so and so he has, to, to, he go has to, go to get arrested undercover in the prison. Oh. Yes. Hey, hey. Can I? I mean, it's the raid Daniel, too. At that Daniel point, Craig it's the raid too. Benoit Blanc playing. Yeah. What if it? What if it is? There has been an escape attempt, but the person has not been seen outside of the prison. And they believe that he is somewhere within the walls. They're missing. Yeah. A missing person's case inside a prison. <gasps> That's fun. <laughs> I'm Carter. And uh, our murder victim in this case will be a very rare endangered species of panda at a zoo. And it is very clearly not died of natural causes. It is a murder. So he has to go to the zoo to solve it. So we get to meet all the quirky people that work there, people that happen to be there visiting the zoo. I was waiting for the twist in the idea and the idea is just that somebody killed a panda. <laughs> somebody killed a panda. Well, I'm not going to give the twist right yeah, now. Sure. No, We're we just can't. asking about the setting. Also, I just decided that uh, a murder among a musical theater troupe, like a Broadway performance, like a, a crew of a Broadway performance yeah. or something would be spectacular. Set it in like, like a an traveling theater. Yeah. Here's your yeah. Here's your twist. 
is that the entire time, like, can you imagine getting to the reveal and it's none of the human suspects and he's like, it's the pan, the other panda that's in the yeah. pen. It's a murder of like crows. he he's been picking he's been picking up on the jealousy or something. The panda It's called panda. Pandemonium, wow. a Knives Out mystery. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. I think near the end of Benoit's career, <laughs> it's like a mystery that's been unsolved for so long and it's drawing a blanc. Mmm. Mmm. A Knives Out movie where there has been no murder, but an attempted murder. And the victim or attempted Hires victim. Hires Benoit Blanc. Hires Benoit Blanc and that person is Dolly Parton. The whole mystery takes place in Dollywood and it's called Ben Wallywood, a Knives Out story. <laughs> Once upon a time in Dollywood. <laughs> Once upon a time in Ben Wallow. <laughs> so stupid. I think maybe- three Ryan Johnsons right here. I think maybe there's a murder in like a big nationwide department store <laughs> that sells a little bit of everything. Uh, and it's called Ben Walmart Supercenter and Knives Out Mystery. <laughs> ben Walmart Neighborhood Market. <laughs> a theme park, man, would be really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah, one with animals even, almost like a zoo. 